This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Come on, let's put our hands together for this great God is still moving. And is still proving His power and His majesty. It's worthy to be praised. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, as we've declared your majesty, as we declare the greatness of your power, let it show forth here today. Do something marvelous in our lives. And let your name alone be glorified. The next few minutes, Lord, I pray that you will touch my tongue and you touch all our hearts, that we may receive the engrafted word of God. Let your word work. Let your word prosper. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. May be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I think so many people, good morning, everybody. And uh, this is the first Sunday in February, and a lot have been made of the 0202. Uh, it's not quite a palindrome anyway, because you can't really read it, but can you? So 0202, then 02. Ah, all right, okay, it's a, it's a perfect palindrome. All right, that's true. But that was not where I was going anyway. Where are we? <laughs> uh, the sermon is not based on that. Trust me. Um, and somebody then said the next one will be in zero three zero three thirty thirty, and I just thought down the line it's a thousand and ten years away, and that tells me the shortness of human life. Even when we spend a hundred years in this world, it's still very short. In truth, our life is like a vapor. It humbled me. But what that brought to me is the certainty of eternity, uh, which probably share so many of my secrets with you. And I'll be studying eternity this week. A personal study, eternity. Life cannot just end just on these few years here. It's not possible. We are too complex. God has invested too much in us. So my focus on eternity, we just, I said, Lord, a thousand years just before we reach that. You know, I hope you know that 2150 is just down the line. Is it down the line? How many years 2150 from today? 130 years. With all due respect, I don't expect any one of you to be here. <laughs> if you want to be, I wish you luck. What are you doing here in this world? 130 years old. Man, that's if we have one year old. <laughs> Bless the name of the Lord. By the grace of God, the month of February is uh, going to be a month of glorious manifestation. And the anchor verse is taken from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 and 19. And uh, if you have the contemporary English version, CEV, that will be fine. But if you don't, you can put up the New King James Version. I'll read it. It said, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time 
are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 19, please. We may. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God or the manifestations of the sons of God. Today is also our Thanksgiving Sunday. It's a, it's a good tradition that the Redeemed Christian Church of God worldwide that we have, that the first Sunday of every month we set it apart as a Sunday to give thanks unto God. Our wonderful testimonies today, I may have to refer to one or two of them uh, if the Lord prompts me as we go on. So today is Thanksgiving Sunday, but our Thanksgiving will be a little bit different uh, because we'll be thanking God for the future. I discovered that the greatest fear of human beings is the fear of the future. You agree with me? Uh, what's the future of these children going to be? You've been there before. Uh, I've done my own. You start thinking of this child. What's the future? What's my future be in old age? Uh, because fear is of old age is another thing that is going on now. Um, people really get afraid of old age. Usually the loneliness that comes with it. Um, even people where, by the grace of God, they had a stable marriage through life, they have to confront it when one of the partners departs. Um, for even those that didn't have that privilege of, you know. Uh, so there are so many fears ahead of people. Um, when it gets to the Phobia stage, I think they call it chronophobia. It's an easy one, isn't it? From time. And that uh, some people can really, but, but all of us, we have some degree of fear of the future. You agree with me? Yeah. Or you don't? We do. We do. How will tomorrow be? Um, I, hope so. I hope you are aware that some of your pension funds, we are not sure about them. <laughs> now, this is supposed to be a message to give you peace. <laughs> and I'm starting with. Uh, my own nature officer is here. Better watch that pension very well, though. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but pension or no pension, we, we need to know that there are three main approaches to, to the future. There are three main approaches to the future. And those are the ones that are found. They may be more. Um, I believe that People can approach the future through a static snapshot of where they are. A static snapshot of where they are. That is, you look at your life today and you see the circumstances around you and then you can predict, as it were, what the future is. But we also know that a static snapshot of where a person is is a poor predictor. So I will use three words today. Take note of them very carefully. The first word I will use is poor. It's a poor predictor, a poor prognosticator, prognosticator, or a poor predictive of the future. Um, there are many, and that's why you should be very careful. Thank God you say I am who God say I am. So be very careful of assessing your future based on what you are today. More importantly, be very careful assessing the future of people around you based on what you see today. You'll be shocked, terribly shocked, how things can move quickly, how what you think is all over can just resurrect 
And within a few years becomes such a huge rave beyond human expectation. All of you, you must have been aware of a woman called Penina. That's the way I think it should be pronounced. Uh, not Penina, Penina, this double N. So the woman Penina, how many children did she have? The woman Hannah, how many children did she have? Okay. Do you, know, do you know the name of any of the children of Penina? Do you know any of the children, the name of any of the children of Hannah? Okay. And then she has six altogether. But if you are taking the snapshot of the life of Penina, you will have said that Anna was toast. In this home, you don't have a chance. I have other children. I'm making all the calls here. But one day, she became such a non-entity that the scripture did not record anything of value about her. Be careful before you make a final prediction about somebody or yourself for that matter based on where you are today. Things do change and they change very quickly. There are stories all over. And there was one guy that was very clever. Some people got it very right in scripture. Now, what I will try and do is that I will not, might not read much of scripture for you, but I will challenge you, which we don't normally do, to take note of some chapters of the Bible that you should go back home and read. I've just told you now, I came across something, and this week, I don't watch much of telling anyway, I'll switch off a lot of other things, but I will spend a lot of time studying myself. So please go and study. So the one I first mentioned to you was in 1 Samuel chapter 1, and then you can read it up to chapter 2, around verse 20. There was another man called Jonathan in the Bible. He was very clever also. He knew how to read things, and that paid off for him up to his grandchildren. What happened? There was this other boy that was of a peasant background, of a peasant background. You remember him. What was his name? Good. But Jonathan was of a royal background. You remember him. Then they brought this boy like a houseboy to their home. It was actually, those of you who have that background where people have house help. So David was actually a houseboy in the family of Saul. And it was an anathema for the prince to have befriended the houseboy. Later to prove to you that actually Jonathan crossed the line. Eventually when Saul did the unthinkable, thinking the boy would die and gave David, his daughter, Micah, later on, this girl had a chip on, a sh on her shoulders. And when David was dancing one day, he reminded him of his background. He said, you are dancing like one of the plebeians. Put another way. You are dancing like one of the commoners. And the man said, yes, I was a commoner. But my, my God placed me over your father. And from that moment, the man did not touch the woman. Not that she was barren. He said, oh, and he paid the man to his call. Usually when somebody strikes you about things that's very painful unto you, that's the way you react. The man said, never again. I married you a princess. I will not touch you again. Off you go. And that was it. Separated from her. Never. Because this boy was just a peasant and was reminded of his background. 
and it pained him. But Jonathan, look beyond that. Look beyond the weaknesses of people around you. You don't know what God will make of them. There was this particular story I heard. You probably read it as I don't, I can't verify it. It's one of those stories on the internet. But it could be true. And the story was that there was this particular situation in which there is a gate man in a company somewhere who was standing at the gate. Some of you knew the story. And there's, there are people who walk past him every day. Nobody will say hello to him. And that still happens all over the place. It happens here around this, around this place. You are quite aware of that. People, that's the time they will hold their Starbucks coffee and they start looking straight as if they are little gods. That's the time they will be on their phone, their latest iPhone. They ignore people and maybe the gate man will be saying hello and just, just, just blank him out. They blank me out a few times like that. Thank God I know who God says I am. Oh, you must have been blanked out like that. You know, you want, you want to catch their, their attention and say hello to them. They just, they just look past you. Anyway, so there's this guy who constantly will be getting to the gate and saying hello unto the gate man. Some of you, have not heard that story before? All right. And so when one of the day, he got locked inside this factory, you remember? But because it was his practice, his custom, that anytime he goes into the company, we say hello. Um, hello today, when coming, okay, hello Chris, since you are not a gate man, so that you don't take offense. <laughs> you don't know what people can take offense about. He's a good man, he won't take offense. So we just say hello to the guy, and then when he's coming out together, we say hello to him. But this day, the guy didn't say hello on the way out. And he said something must be wrong. May you have such a clout that your activities and the regularity of your goodness it will be missed when you don't do it. Long story cut short, he had to go into the company and find out something was actually the man locked himself inside the deep freezer and then made the alarm and raised the alarm and he came out because he did not take a snapshot of where that man was and God delivered him. So please don't look at your future based on that. Is that, is that settled? Number two way in which you can approach the future, you can approach the future by assessing the trajectory or the direction of travel of that person in life. Direction of travel is that, for instance, the Bible says that the liberal soul shall be made fat. That is, anyone that gives normally, we expect the person to also get some result from that. Okay? So it is natural. It is natural. You see, a child doing very well, and I shared with you not long ago, maybe not here. Maybe it was in a small group. I shared with you my grand nephew. They just told me how to, to describe that, actually. Um, the child of my nephew is my grand nephew. Don't pretend as if you know you don't know, but I'm just telling you now. All right. So the child of my nephew was my grand nephew. All right. All right. So the, 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 the child came around. I'm just telling you uh, that you can, the direction of travel of a person can give you an idea. And, and I'm. I'm, I'm Try to be good with reading children. I probably should have ended up a pediatrician, and actually, it was the only gold, only two prizes I got in school. I, why am I flaunting my. my, my I'm not, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that. I put that aside. So, but what I meant was that, you know, the, the, this boy was playing with the bubbles, the Christmas bubbles on the tree. All right, and the parents were saying, "Don't play with, don't play with." I said, "No, no, leave the boy," because I saw that boy was not just playing with the bubble. He would take the bubble, and he was seeing the possibility of what that bubble can do. He was placing them, trying to stack them. He said, "They don't stack." 
Close them on the side. And I saw this boy coming at us as an engineer, coming at us as a designer, coming at somebody, and I warmed onto that. So there was a direct, there's a direction of travel for that boy which can predict the future. You agree with me? So, but we also need to be careful. And the ultimate statement about that is that the direction of travel of a person is a fair, number two word, a fair predictor of the future. The first one is what? It's a what? The first one is a poor predictor. So forget it. So don't use it at all. Don't even, don't even bother. Where you are today, don't, don't even spend time on it. Go beyond that. Uh, because, and that is why the good prayer that was prayed, that's already the direction of travel, Felix, was that, man, that, that guy was celebrated, wasn't he? And that was a major moment in his life. Now, we are trusting God that that will become a direction of travel. But more than direction of travel, I will tell you the third one as well. And that was a nice way to give testimony, Felix. People, many people don't have to give testimony. That's a good way. So go back to live stream later and see how he gave his testimony. Hmm? Somebody was giving testimony sometimes like this. We didn't even know. After he's finished, we say anymore. We've lost us. And there are many people like that in Bible that in the Bible that would think they are traveling the right direction, but our predictions were wrong. Judas was traveling the right direction. It wasn't a snapshot. He was with Jesus. He was among thousands that were following him. He got picked. Wow, he was picked. Not only picked among the twelve, he was given a portfolio. You remember? He was the treasurer. That was a good direction of travel. Amen. A person has just been. Pigs are to be a leader in the church. You got ordained. After I got ordained, ordained one, ordained two. That's a good direction of travel. But that was just only a fair prediction. Because that is not necessarily the end of the story. I pray the end of the story will be good. I pray it will be good. Or a person on the other hand, I've just started having one disaster after another. You've seen people like that before. The same year that they lost their job, they lost their home, they lost their mom. Before the end of the year, they say another uncle is ill. And you are very quick to judge that and say something should be wrong with you. Are you the only one? But that is not just a fully correct prediction because things can turn around in one day. And maybe if you're in that position and you're in the room, you've been through that, you know, one disaster, another, and just, uh, Lord, I've had enough. I've been there before. Just having one challenge after another. And I told you, Lord, I said, one more. You carry my dead body, of course. You can't trust in God. You can't. Elijah was far, far greater than where he was supposed to be. But ordinary thing that would have broke my back was my driving test. Some of you heard of this testimony before. So many challenges after another. I said, Lord, I'm going for this driving test. If I fail, it should be one failure too many. If I am disappointed, because people disappointed me, situations disappointed me. And thank God I passed. That was 1994. Who said 1960? (laughs) You will stand up for the rest of this service. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are very lively. Hallelujah. Today starts giving soon. I will wrap up very soon. We will dance. Amen. Are you getting something out of this? And the nicest I got, that is that your 1960 that you are telling me. Do you know my license that we got? Those of us that got our driving license, the UK driving license, that old, 
Our licenses are better than yours. I hope you are aware. Have you got your plastic that I can show you? Because the reason it's better is that I, I can drive a D category. Check the back of yours. There's no D there. You can do B, you can do C, but I can do D. And the D allows me to drive a minibus. Though, may you be bothered. <laughs> On top of that, I got a good driving license, but I did a worse driving test than yours. Our driving test in those days, you just drive, you remember? And then when you parked, when I was telling the children, they were shocked. I said, that's not fair. Because once you park, the, the, the man will bring out three cars like that. He said, what is this sign? That's a theory test. Three, only three questions. I said, well, so once you pass two, you pass. I will fail one. The man said, what light comes after amber and red? I said, red. <laughs> and I'm still driving the UK very safely. <laughs> Times and seasons. Hallelujah. So, because of our time, let me move on to the final point, and we make a declaration, and we celebrate. The final point is, though a snapshot is not good, a direction of travel is not good, but we know that every human being is guided. And the guide is not the human guide. Because in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23, Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23, even up to 24, you can put that on the screen, it tells us that no human being says, oh, Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It's not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Give me God's word or NLT. If anybody still has any doubt about that, verse 23, please. And then I'll wrap up. Wrap. Oh, Lord, I know our lives are not our. No, I have another version. That I, is it, what about God's word? It makes it very clear, but, but it's, it seems to be a little point, but I think it's significant enough. Does, don't, does anybody have it there? Oh, it's one of those things. One second, one second. Yes, it's God's word. You don't have God's word there? No. We have God's word, but I mean God's word version. He said, oh, Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It's not in a man who walks to direct his own step. That is the original one. The gospel says, oh, Lord, I know that the way humans act is not under their control. Humans do not direct their steps as they walk. Ah! If you want to take a verse of scripture to study this, you go and study that one. He said, humans do not direct their own step. You might think you directed your step here today. God directed you here. Oh! If the enemy were to have his way, you would have been directed somewhere else. What are you talking about? Nobody, nobody. We are all under one influence or another. There's no neutral in life. It's either you are being guided. That's why anyone that's not a child of God is called a child of the devil. There's no in-between. And that description is not only based on morals. Because some people are very moral, but they are still children of the devil. Because eventually, he who guides and controls your life, especially through the blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior, is the one who is actually called a child of God. That makes all the difference. So, we know that the eventual determinant of the 
end of the future of a person depends on one thing, on who guides and leads you. That is the reason why some people, they work so hard, they don't prosper because somebody else is directing their future. That's why some people, they make so many errors in life and yet they still succeed because somebody else is directing their future. Somebody is controlling it. Life is more than you see. Get that settled. That's why you can't joke with your walk with Jesus. You may stumble, get up again, follow him hard. You may make errors. Don't worry. Get up. Say, Lord, just keep leading me. If I need to be caned, cane me. But if you don't lead me, someone else will lead me. And that's someone else I don't want. Is that settled? So we can then make our final statement. We know that you who leads a person determines the outcome of the person. Or how did I put that statement? Let me read it for you. I don't want to miss that. I took time to write that down. Let me read it for you. I, I, I said the spirit or the power that is guiding the person, good, that's where I'm going, is an excellent indicator of where a person will end up. Except something very drastic and seismic happens. I need to put that clause. Because I don't know who will listen to this many years from now. So I want to preach the full gospel and the full theology. That the excellent predicator, excellent prognosticator, excellent indicator of where a person will end up is who is leading that person. So if God is the one leading and guiding you, if God is your father, as we have sung, if God is your master and Lord, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that your end will be glorious. You don't seem to believe that one. And the reason why you are not saying that amen very well is because of the little caveat that I put there, except something very drastic and seismic. Seismic means grand shaking. Because it takes a long time for God to abandon a person. It takes a long time. Surprise, surprise. Hear that clearly. For God to, for a person to even walk away from God. It has to be. You just totally make up your mind. Like as, as it says in Hebrews chapter 6. He said they that have tasted of the power of God and the power of the life to come. He said if they then deny God and begin to abuse God. And that's what we call apostasy. So I need to put that in. But forget about that. There's no room for apostasy here. Am I, are you, is that true? And so don't let me spend time on that. There may be room for sins and occasional errors here and there. With God, if you are truly his child, he will deal with you. But there's no room for apostasy. So if now focus on what we're talking about, you are going in the direction and God is holding your hand. You cannot but reach your destination. You cannot but be whom God has called you to be. You will be manifested. People will see it. Oh, they will see it. They will see it sooner than later. You yourself, you might still be doubting it until God just makes it happen like that. And when God talks, please uh, believe with all your heart that his words are settled. He said, forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. In conclusion, I hand you over to him who can take you safely to your destination. I stand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I said, behold your people. Take them by the hand. 
lead them to their safe destination. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay. So, before I take my seat, you do one more thing. Please put the slide on the screen and stand up with me so that we can just make that declaration. For by your word, you shall... Is that legible? Can that be read? If not, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to be that fancy. Should I just drawn black and white? Can you read it? Very clear. Ah, thank you. Thanks, Sister Foma. If there's any color blindness, be healed in Jesus' name. Ah, yes, God can do that now. Okay. Uh, you want me to you want to read after me or want to read together? Read after me. You always to say, My future is secure. It is settled in Christ Jesus. My heavenly father is holding my hand. If I stumble, I shall not fall. My king and father is on the throne. I shall live like a prince. And I shall receive the king's portion of honor. The king's portion of authority. The king's portion of power. Ponder over that. Do you understand that? Because there is a king's portion of all these things that are made available. I am more than what people see. How does that sound to you? I am more than what people see. Because my glorious future is not fully revealed yet. The glorious future prepared for me will be revealed more and more until the perfect moment. When it shall be completely, perfectly, and fully revealed. The trajectory of my life shall tend towards life and glory. Shame and disappointment shall be very far from me. This month, the Father's glory shall manifest incrementally in my life. In the name of Jesus, I have a good inheritance in Christ. I have a good inheritance in Christ. I have a good inheritance in Christ. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Many times you take a snapshot of them. It's a good snapshot this one is. Amen. <laughs> I used that word today already. Um, so please go back and pray for family, pray for church, and maybe just to sink in before I just pronounce two lines of blessing upon us. Let's take it one more time for the family. You say, my, my family's future is secure because it's settled in Christ Jesus. Our Heavenly Father is holding our hands. Even if we stumble, we shall not fall. Our King and Father is on the throne. We shall live like princes and princesses. And we shall receive the king's portion. Portion of honor. Portion of authority. And portion of power. We are more than what people see. We are more than what people see. Because our glorious future 
is not fully revealed yet. The glorious future prepared for us will be revealed more and more until the perfect moment when it shall be completely, perfectly, and fully revealed. The trajectory and the path of our life shall turn towards life and glory. Shame and disappointment shall be very far from my family. This month, the Father's glory shall manifest incrementally in our lives in the name of Jesus. As a family, we have a good inheritance in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Father, that's our declaration. That's our confession. We believe with all our hearts that it shall stand. It shall stand the test of time. Time shall not whittle it down. Time shall not erode it. But the fullness of it shall be made known in the name of the Lord Jesus. We stand secure because Jesus is holding our hand. Our future is settled. It is glorious. What we see today is not an indication of our tomorrow. The good thing we see today is inferior to the greater things tomorrow. The bad thing we see today is not even reckonable with the glorious future in the name of the Lord Jesus. Above all, the greatest of manifestation is when we see you in heaven. None of us shall be missing there, Lord. Your hand will hold us to the very end. Hear, O oh Lord, our Father, and perform beyond our expectation. Jesus, my beloved name, we pray. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.